Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Gut Punch Podcast. I am your host, Paige Kennedy, and today I am coming back at you with another 75 hard challenge update. So today is day 22 out of 75, and it is also the last Wednesday in February. So at this point, I have been going strong for three weeks, and since today's episode is all about the challenge, let's kick it off with a recommendation that has personally made all of the difference for me while doing this challenge, which is your water intake. So my recommendation is to shoot for a half gallon or a gallon at most every day. I know that for a lot of people, a gallon of water seems like a lot, and if that's the case and you're not ready to commit to that, then start with a half gallon and just upping your water intake in general. For me, it has made all of the difference just in holding myself accountable, counting out how many cups, um, reusable cups it'll take for me to hit my water goal. I'm measuring with a Stanley cup, so it's a little bit over four Stanley cups a day, and honestly, just being able to feel hydrated, making sure that I'm hitting that goal every day, and realizing just what it's doing for me personally and for my body. I thought that it would make me more bloated, but I will say that has not been the case. So my recommendation is to up your water game and just really increase your hydration because it's so important, especially when you are eating clean and working out as much as I have been. Um, But I think it's a really good place to start in terms of any sort of a wellness. There's just so many perks and benefits that come with upping your water. So that's my recommendation. And another big area and focus for me has really just been to reduce mindless snacking and honestly to prioritize grabbing from the fridge more than I'm grabbing from my pantry. So I also highly recommend switching over your um, snacking habits. And I'm not saying to cut out snacking as a whole, just being more intentional about what you're choosing to snack on and hopefully grabbing more whole foods rather than processed foods. So I wanted to give a few brand shout outs because being able to have safe, clean ingredients and these brands has been very, very helpful with me throughout this journey. So one of the favorite brands that I have been using is Lesser Evils. And this is lesser evil I should say and this is great for like popcorn I think they have a lot of other options as well like with like crackers and maybe some desserts but I love the Himalayan pink salt popcorn personally simple mills or siete brands are two that I love they're grain free and gluten free and they have things such as crackers chips wraps and cookies so I love the Siete wraps for my lunch wraps and also their lime um, tortilla chips. And then Simple Mills crackers, I use the, I think it's rosemary and sea salt as well as the like basil, tomato. There's just so many good flavors for their crackers and I always pair that with lunch meat to kind of snack on. Another great brand is Applegate, and this is my go-to for clean and um, healthy lunch meats. They also have really good fajita chicken strips that are pre-made and pre-cooked, and you kind of just warm them up for like, I think, 45 to 50 seconds, and I put those on lunch wraps. We also cooked them up and put them in our chicken Alfredo one day for dinner. So that is honestly like such a go-to brand of mine. And then for my sweet tooth, because we all know that I love dessert at this point, Hugh, H-U is the brand chocolate, has been my favorite to kind of grab for, you know, those cravings, especially their dark chocolate, which is paleo approved. So I've been eating the dark chocolate. They also have like dark chocolate vanilla or almond or like hazelnut coffee dark chocolate. So a lot of really interesting and yummy options as far as that brand as well. 
The other portion that has been a major adjustment for me has been being pickier about sauces. So as far as brands, when it comes to Primal Kitchen, I have been loving their sauces. I, in the past, have used their dressings for like salads, but I also picked up um, buffalo and barbecue sauces, which all of their um, sauces are dairy-free, but also I love their chicken Alfredo sauce, so it's like a garlic Alfredo and it's dairy-free. So I've definitely been incorporating that brand a lot as well, which has been very helpful in terms of staying paleo-approved, but just eating clean, safe ingredients too. So one of the bigger areas of focus, like I said, has been, you know, focusing on snacking and just eating whole foods in general. And that has definitely made me feel so much better. And honestly, just right off the bat, changing my nutrition and just being more intentional and kind of upping, like level upping what I already do eat, which is pretty healthy and just being way more strict and intentional has caused way more energy, less bloat. And within the first week, the progress picture comparison side by side was insane. And I posted it on both my personal as well as Gut Punch's Instagram. But yeah, so it is just crazy how noticeably bloated and inflamed I was previous to starting this challenge and just continuing to feel that shift and realizing when you see the physical results, like you know what you're doing is working. It's a really great feeling. And then another thing for me with nutrition has been to make sure I am prioritizing my protein shakes. And I have been following a recipe recommendation given by my doctor and then adding in things, um, you know, every day that I already did do. So kind of my go-to recipe for protein shakes is always going to be frozen fruit, um, an almond butter, or a half an avocado for healthy fats, and then also incorporating some leafy grains with the protein powder. And then the seeds is something that my doctor kind of added to that recipe. So she has had me um, doing like a hemp seed, flax seed, or chia seed combo, and that's now become a staple part of my shakes. So that's kind of what I'm doing as far as my protein shakes. I think before the challenge, the only difference really was that I would throw like frozen fruit, um, some water or ice, and then also nut butter into a um, blender and shake it up. But now I'm being more intentional about making sure that there's leafy greens and also seeds. And that's really just to make sure that I am hitting a full meal replacement for those shakes. So outside of nutrition, obviously another huge portion of the update comes from the lifestyle and exercise side of this challenge. Um, so in terms of exercise, it's been a major component and adjustment for me to get used to two workouts a day. And it really forces you to make sure that you are doing a variety. So for the indoor workouts, I've really been focusing on getting back to the gym consistently, switching up and alternating different focus days. Um, and then also incorporating home workouts as well. So I have a YouTube um, app on my TV and I've been doing like yoga, stretching and like pelvic floor and ab workouts. But I also have my walking pad in my office, which has been huge to keep active throughout my work days. And then for the outdoor workout, I've been doing a long walk around the neighborhood. And this is pretty common for me. I mean, it's something that I do basically every day regularly. But being able to do both an indoor and an outdoor workout has given that kind of differentiation in workouts and just, um, yeah, getting my body really used to all of the movement that we should be doing every day. Um, I would say that it's not common for me to have more than 30 minutes of ex exercise, um, if that a day. But now that I have two 45-minute workouts to hit, it's definitely been holding me pretty accountable. 
So yes, exercise has definitely been the point of struggle or biggest adjustment, but I don't struggle getting daily movement in in general, which I think is a good thing. It's really just about being intentional about getting to the gym more than anything because I have those at-home workout and like the outdoor walks kind of already in my routine. It's just really the adjustment of driving to the gym and kind of knowing what I'm doing, which I don't really know what I'm doing in the gym, but we're kind of getting there and I'm just looking up inspo workouts and doing a combination of things that feels right for my body. So that's kind of where I'm at with the exercise. Um, In terms of the challenge rules, another huge portion is that, you know, if you don't hit um, a section, you have to restart. So obviously that lays out all of the rules, the workouts, the water, um, the nutrition, the alcohol, uh, the 10 pages. And if you don't hit something, then you're supposed to start day one again. For me, this isn't exactly how I am personally choosing to conduct the challenge because Although mental discipline is a goal, and I personally think that I've already kind of shifted to be able to hold myself accountable and make sure I'm getting everything in, I just am not being unrealistic or demanding perfection. So, you know, maybe the two to three times I have hit a 30-minute outdoor workout instead of a 45 or done one workout but not two, I'm not going to be super strict because... I mean, a huge portion for me, and I said it at the beginning, is to be hard on myself and to be strict with the rules. But I'm looking at that as, you know, progress over perfection, because if I'm only hitting 30 minute workouts instead of 45 or one workout instead of two, one or two times in the past three weeks, I think that's a huge win. And by no means am I doing a 75 soft or 75 medium. I know other people do that because, you know, they want to drink on certain occasions that kind of fall into their day or they want to be able to eat out um, and kind of do like a cheat meal. There's different ways that you can conduct this challenge, no doubt. But for me, I am non-negotiably hitting every single rule and requirement every day. But in terms of like the perfection of it, I see myself struggling a little bit with the exercise. So that's one thing that I'm being a little bit more like forgiving on because for me, the water, the reading, the eating clean and the alcohol is no issue. But I mean, I'm not going to like beat myself up over a 15 minutes of a workout and make myself restart day one. I just don't think that that is kind of like a healthy way to conduct the challenge for myself personally. But like I said, the gallon of water and the no alcohol have been by far the easiest and no issue at all. I regularly hit a gallon a day anyways, and I did mention that I'm kind of using my Stanley cups to, to kind of measure that intake. And then al- alcohol ultimately is something that has significantly changed for me these past few years because I just don't drink really often at all. And if I do, it's very minimal and it's just very social. So I feel like drinking in college was obviously a very common thing, whereas in my young 20s so far, it has pretty much faded out naturally. It's just been way easier for it not to be a main aspect of my plans. And if I do choose to partake, it's very casual in terms of amount. I have also done Arbonne's 30 Days to Healthy Living program multiple times, and that, a huge portion of it, is also cutting out alcohol. So for me, this isn't really an issue at all. In general, I think a huge part of social events tends to be alcohol, and society has just kind of tied those two things together and created this expectation that you can't really have one without the other. But if I'm being honest, if someone questions you or laughs at you for not participating in drinking or having a drink, that says way more about them than it does about why or what you're doing, Um, whether that be just a personal reason or a challenge like me. 
Now, this is not me saying that I don't drink. Like I just said, I definitely am a social sipper and I love a good cocktail and being able to enjoy a drink um, on a date night or girls nights. And, you know, there's a lot of cute cocktail bars that we've tried to explore around Pittsburgh and so many more places that I do want to go see. But I mean, when the weather is nice and patios are open, I think it's way easier to partake. But seltzers are made for lake days and that doesn't mean that it has to be an all-the-time thing. It's one of my favorite things to do when the weather's nice and during the summer when I'm hanging out with friends and family, but it's not something that I feel like I rely on, um, and it's not something that I have to do to have an enjoyable time. So cutting it out for me is not hard. Plus, with the nutrition plan I'm following, cutting out processed sugar is a key portion of it, and cutting out sugar has also tied to cutting out alcohol and vice versa because there's so many hidden sugars in alcohol. So also, I am an avid reader and I've always been a fan of reading. So 10 pages a night in general is kind of how I always do my night routine. Um, so the only thing that's really, you know, been a shift is just making sure that I'm getting those pages in regardless because for if I'm, for example, working late um, and I'm serving on the weekend, I don't come home and read those 10 pages at 1130 or midnight. So for me, um, instead of skipping, like I might usually have done because it's more of a choice to be a part of my night routine. Now it's a non-negotiable that I have to get 10 pages in a day. So I'll do it in the morning rather than the evening if I know that I'll be busy um, where I won't be able to do it at night. Another huge portion of my nighttime routine on top of reading has always been herbal tea, um, and I've also started taking magnesium supplements. So this has all been a little bit of a change because I have to make sure that I'm getting in those 10 pages. But I love reading, like I said, and I love um, a good book. So another recommendation that I could throw in here is that I just finished the uh, Matthew Perry memoir. And it was called Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing. And that book, I just honestly couldn't put down. It was so good. I sped through that book within probably a week to a week and a half. I finished that book very quickly and I read well over 10 pages a day. So I highly recommend going to read that one with a disclaimer that it is a dark book. So obviously do your research to see if it's something that would fit in terms of what type of content you wanted to consume. But me being a huge Friends fan, um, watching all of the interviews that he did when the book came out and also watching the Friends reunion when it came out a couple of years ago, I was definitely interested in reading this book. And he does detail a lot of intense, um, I guess, sections of his life. And he does talk about his struggle with sobriety and addiction so definitely look into you know what it's about before you pick it up and read it because it's not necessarily a happy read but it was very good so all in all I think that really this first month has proved for me many physical changes and also encouraged me to grab clean and whole foods for my meals and snacks and just kind of confirm that the challenge is definitely doable I'm giving myself grace when I slip up um, obviously like I said I'm not restarting if I you know hit a 15 minute differentiation in my workouts, but I'm definitely seeing so much difference in bloating and inflammation and also just being able to hold myself accountable. I think the easiest thing to do is cancel on yourself and not show up for yourself. So this challenge has been proving to me personally why it's so important not to do that and to treat yourself and your you know, plan to go to the gym or your 10 pages a day, just like any other appointment that you would schedule with anybody else. Like you wouldn't want to not show up for an appointment with a doctor or a hairstylist or a reservation for a, a dinner night, whatever. Like you don't cancel on other people, so you shouldn't be canceling on yourself. 
Another huge thing for me is if I'm already feeling this good three weeks in and I, you know, kind of see these physical changes and I notice the difference, I can't wait to see how I feel at the end. So now there's just this huge excitement for the finishing results. And I don't know, I've just been kind of posting throughout the challenge on my Instagram stories, um, created a highlight for the 75 hard on my personal Instagram. And then I've also been showing grocery hauls and daily movement and recipes and just kind of basic updates along the way. So I highly recommend clicking through those and listening to episode 16 where I introduce the 75 hard starting and kind of like what the challenge is and what my goals are personally. So in terms of the Instagram and kind of like keeping up with, you know, everything that I've been doing, like I said, I have the highlight where I'm saving everything about the challenge on my personal Instagram. My personal Instagram is at page underscore Kennedy, but Kennedy is spelled with three Y's. So it's K-E-N-N-E-D- Y, Y, Y. I also have posted a few things on Gut Punch's page and also the TikTok, um, just kind of talking about the challenge and showing what the first two weeks has looked like so far. So thank you again for tuning in. I hope this episode has intrigued you and maybe even inspired you to start doing a 75 hard or even a 30 days challenge. Um, To close out, I wanted to leave you with something that has been pushing me through the past month. And the gut punch for the week is a little progress each day adds up to big results. I'll see you all next week. And thank you again for listening.